Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, you will be restrained and constrained. From doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Jeremiah 33, verse 16. The scriptures say, In those days shall Judah be saved, and Jerusalem shall dwell safely. And this is the name wherewith she shall be called the Lord our righteousness. I'm talking to you about mighty to save part four. Mighty to save part four. Please take your seat. Fundamentally, salvation is the revelation of the name Jesus into the space of mankind. So when a person has a revelation about the name Jesus, there is power released for the salvation of the person. Jesus, like a name, is any other name. The power in the name comes to us when we have a revelation about the name. So here he says that Judah shall be saved and Jerusalem will dwell safely. And that name shall be revealed to them as the Lord our righteousness. So, when you say revelation in a name brings salvation, what do you mean? What it means is that until God brings you to a place where you see that Jesus is the name, the only name by whom men shall be saved, you would think that people who say they are saved are mad. It is the revelation you have about the name of Jesus that will give you the willingness to ask Jesus to become your Lord because then you get to know that you cannot rule over yourself successfully and that jesus in your life as your lord makes you an eternally valuable personality (laughs) is where everybody is eternally valuable when we are making assessment in the lives of people those who don't know jesus christ as their lord and personal savior are not eternally valuable. 
they may be earthly valuable, naturally valuable in the way we measure things here. But their value ain't here in the earth dimension. Value beyond here is calculated in who your Lord is. If Satan is your Lord, value in a best show of hell. If Jesus is your Lord, you will gain value when you cross over from here. And that is why he's saying that the name shall be the Lord our righteousness. That is, when he saves you, he now gives you his righteousness to operate with. So that you are no longer operating by your own righteousness. You are operating by the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Is it clear? That's it. So that when Jesus is in your life and you stand before God, you are not standing before the triune God on your own account. You are now standing justified, sanctified, purified by the blood of Jesus. And therefore, the same way God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit see Jesus, for instance, when he was on earth, that is how you are represented. You are represented in the righteousness of Christ before the Godhead. So that your faults and weaknesses do not matter so much more in the way the Lord sees you. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So you have assumed this righteousness. That is to say that every cost that was accrued to you, assigned to you because of sin has been paid fully with his blood so that you don't have to pay for sin again by yourself because someone has paid for you. So you have the receipt to go and take what was paid for you. Is it difficult to understand that one? Sometimes Satan comes to try to fight us about sin. And you have to understand that Christ has paid the price fully. And therefore, you don't have to pay again. Praise the Lord. I'm not saying that it should be a reprobate mind or a reprobate heart. A person who doesn't understand how to relate with God. So that there are Christians who are still fornicators. And they will say that Christ has paid it all. Yes, he's paid it all, but you are a foolish child whose father has paid for something to give you power over that thing. And you have refused to walk in that power, so that thing is still domineering you. You are worse than an alien. Because you don't understand how to use your rights and privileges. And instead of using it to a positive side of your life, you are rather misappropriating the right. That's why there are citizens who are arm robbers. Even though their rights give them the privilege of 
doing a meaningful work here in, in, in the state where they are citizens. It's a choice. And of course, you know that even the state ruled by foolish minds. Yes, everywhere. Every human being is a fool. We have it in us. In it. That's why we go to school, to reduce it. That the book has a way of reducing our foolishness. In English, they call it ignorance. But even knowing will not save you from doing against what you know is right. Why am I even saying this? The doctor knows that smoking kills. But even knowing that doesn't still make him stop smoking. He only doesn't smoke in the hospital. And even that, yeah, no, I wash your bathroom, no, I chumbaco, no, I will ruin the noom. The knowledge itself is not power enough. There must be a personality inside you giving you power to use the knowledge of him. That's why in John chapter 1, it says that as many as received him, you see, is the reception of him first. That gives you power to become. But just being around church and all of that, you will just know. You will not have the power. Hey. And even the state ruled by foolish men. Know that regardless of the fact. In fact, if we go to any country, you see that the number of people in prison, the citizens are more than the non-citizens. Why is that so? How come people who have right? And privileged as citizens are more incarcerated than people who do not have certain rights. Because people love to misappropriate their rights. Yes. The same and what they know do we are and go between the wallet to us. That's what becomes we I mean this is not what I'm preaching, but let me lay the foundation. When Jesus becomes your Lord, you assume his righteousness. But that righteousness is not for foolishness. It's for right living that will bring glory to God. Your light will shine before men so that they will see your light and bring glory to who? Your father. Because you are using what? His ticket, his righteousness. Have I preached? If I stop here, we have done church. Is that not so? Yes. There is somebody that I ministered to some years ago. A pastor's daughter. In fact, yesterday I was talking to a pastor in Kumasi. He sponsored a guy to the law school. And when the guy came to Accra, the guy entered into a church which this pastor's daughter that I'm talking about also used to attend. Now, even though this pastor is the one who sponsored this guy into the law school, by the time he came home, he was no longer coming to church. When he asked him, he says he has a problem with the grace message preached in that very good church of the pastor in Kumasi. Why? Because he entered into a church of a pastor who is a bastard in the spirit, who has been able to preach to them that it doesn't matter what you do with your life. The sinner you become, the more grace is expended. So fornication, bakoten. Adultery, bakoten. Are you here at all? Yeah. Stealing. 
and they call it grace. That lady who is a pastor's daughter, when I met her, she used to refer to masturbation, fornication as grace until I started explaining some things to her. That's how, right before them, the pastor had a wife. He was also naming children with other women. That's the grace is working. The wife is there and other church members are getting pregnant for the pastor. That's because you can define grace disgracefully. Why would God save you to waste you? So, we assume the righteousness of Christ and we have to live a life fitting and glorious unto God. Is that also? Yeah, so this is eternal salvation. If I die today, there's no confusion in my mind that I'm going to heaven. That's what Jesus came to do. If you are not sure where you will be if you died today, you have to be considering some things. Praise the Lord. That's why you, we ask Jesus to come into our life. Say, the Lord, our what? Righteousness. He must become your Lord first. Then you will have his righteousness. So when you stand before God, he won't see sin. He will see his righteousness based on the work that Christ did. Now, when you have eternal salvation, because you are on earth, you have to be sustained. And that's why that salvation also gives you sustenance sustainable life. He will give you comfort. So he says that Judah will be saved. Jerusalem shall dwell safely. So that security is a fallout of the salvation of the soul. There's a sister I prayed for. He said that an idol produced there. That idol has been following her since. So when I prayed for her some years ago, the idol lost its hold. Over the sister. Why? Because we gave her Christ. Now, proud to that, even if she was dozing off, the idol would come sleep with her. Sometimes she would wake up. She's been messed up. She's bleeding. Different things have been entering her. Some are beasts. Some are devil is bad. Yeah. It's a legality. But when she received Christ, the line was drawn. Now, the devil did not have access to her again because she had been translated from darkness into where? Light. And that is when she started dwelling safely. She could now sleep. And now, she was not afraid. Before, she was afraid to sleep. But Christ coming into her life, she now was dwelling safely. I'm saying that the spiritual transformation you receive as a Christian also gives you some physical benefit. And it secures you in many ways. So when Christ saves you, the security he gives you can be seen in many ways. So the salvation gives birth to more salvation. <laughs> Is it powerful? Yes, you should be able to preach in your office. That salvation gives birth to what? More salvation. And one of the things salvation gives birth to as salvation is called favor. It's called what? It's called favor. And that's one of the meanings of salvation. That when you are now saved as a child of God, when we are saying that God is mighty to save, 
When God is saving his own children who are saved, one of the meanings of that salvation is favor or to make his face shine upon us. Do you understand? One of the meanings of salvation, apart from the eternal meaning, here on earth, when we say you are saved, one of the things that must come to you is that you are saved, it means that God is giving you favor or he's causing his face to shine upon you. And the scripture here is Psalm 31, verse 15 to 16. Psalm 31, 15 to 16. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of my enemies and from them that persecute me. 16. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant. Save me for thy mercy's sake. So here you can see clearly that when he said, make thy face shine upon thy servant. He now brought a colon to explain to us. He said, save me, save me. So here the psalmist is saying that his equation of salvation is when the face of the Lord shines upon him. Then he says that you have delivered me from my enemies. Are you here? That means that Lack of favor may be equal to bondage. When a person lacks favor, in fact, that person may be living in darkness. It's a category of bondage that no child of God should be there. Because there is a possibility for you to be born again and nothing favors you because you lack favor. So when you are saying, God, save me, sometimes it's not an issue of effort. Charlie, we have effort in us, oh, and willingness to do things, but sometimes, Adiano, who push you and push you? Because they don't even want to look at you. The, the light has not shone. Do you know that most people who are doing stuff, there are better people who are hidden than people who are highlighted. Sometimes you can be so blessed and so hidden. When God says, I will save David, he makes him to be discovered in the bush. And he's brought to town. Are you here at all? And so when you say, save me, it's like light has shone on you. The light of God. It will shine on you this 2022 in Jesus' mighty name. Favor. There are sisters here. I can... I can confirm, recommend for any man knowing that Charlie, except the devil himself, except God permits the devil himself to enter them, there is no way they will be bad wives. Yes. We have known them for a while. Sometimes I wonder how they, why they marry some people. It's a mystery. But that is why you shouldn't be angry, but you should pray for whatever is upon some, some lazy people. Some inhumane people. Yeah. Sometimes some parent has contracted. The Bible says, he that procured favor. Sometimes a parent has procured favor for the children. Yes. And there are good people whom no one has procured favor for. They'll be sitting on the bench. I'm telling you, I wonder. Brother, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. 
You are blessed that the light must shine on you so that you will be in the front line. Oh, this one that things are trying to hide you here and there. We, when we say, Father, save me, favor must land upon you. It's too powerful. This year, 2022, no. Favor will locate you in Jesus' name. Said that the Lord will cause his face to shine upon us. Too powerful. And that is the meaning of salvation to the psalmist. Look at another scripture. Psalm 80 verse 3. In Psalm chapter 80 verse 3. It's just buttressing the whole point. Turn us again. O God. And cause thy face to shine. And we shall be saved. So you see that here there's a direct connection between what we are talking about that his meaning of salvation is that God will cause his face to shine upon us. This is verse 3. He says it in verse 7 also. In verse 7 he says, Turn us again, O God of hosts, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. Verse 19 says the same thing. In verse 19, look at what the Bible said. Turn us again, O Lord God of hosts. Cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. This year, God will cause his face to shine upon you. I want you to get to a point by the grace of God where organizations will be fighting over you. Hey, that's what will be your story. If you are a lady, some seven correct men must come up that we want to marry you. Do you understand, sister? Do you get it? Yes. Even when you are coughing, they say, we don't care about COVID. Want to marry you, come and cough. Your customers are going to increase in Jesus' name. May God cause his face to shine upon you. May you receive salvation by favor in the name of Jesus. Too powerful. Yes. God has children. Dynamics must favor us. Favor. Let your face shine upon us. Too powerful. Psalm 118 verse 24 and 25. Another meaning of salvation. Psalm 118, 24, 25. It says, this is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. 25, super blow. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Now, the request to save, how did he express it? That the Lord would send prosperity. So, another meaning of being saved is when the Lord sends you prosperity. When the Lord does what? Sends you prosperity. Because God knows perfectly that a person saved who lives in poverty forever may be affected. Faith can be affected by need. Faith. That's why when Paul is saying, nothing shall separate me from the love of God. All the things he mentioned can affect your faith. 
If God doesn't help you, no depth, no height, no persecution. Persecution, of course, you know that persecution can affect people. You know, when somebody goes through trial, tribulation, to a certain level, they can lose their faith. True or false? Yes. Nobody wakes up to go to the shrine. Something must make them go. Yes. So when God saves, he saves by empowering you with prosperity. Because you can serve God sometimes better when you are comfortable. Yesterday, when we left the camp, one of our people is a medical doctor. We met somebody at the camp who joined us. And she, when we came down, she decided to follow up on the person to bring the person. He doesn't know where the person lives. The person lives very far from here. But thankfully, the person had gone to lodge with someone in our area, catchment area. And then he said, oh, I'm here. He said, oh, Mikra, I'm a doctor very close to where you are. I can even walk to you. Will you visit us in church tomorrow? He said, I don't have a dress. He said, there's no problem now. He was at, she was at a wedding. She just passed one boutique like I went to buy one nice dress. He said, we are going home. That's how they came today. Oh, boy, if you don't have what it takes to enter boutique, is a person coming to church? That thing stopping the person from coming to church. It's, I don't have a dress. Church dress. That's an interior of what? God tells me God must give you something to do his work. <laughs> you see, nobody is the cause of your problem. When you are praying that God save me, one of the revelations you should have is that send me prosperity. Or else, you can't do much. There are people whose school fees we have to pay here. And we don't pay it by tongues. <laughs> it's not by tongues. It's not by tongues. As for the work, we want to do it for the Lord. Praise the Lord. We want to. I'm telling you, we want to. Now, our church, by the grace of God, is able to do some things. And I believe that there are some projects we might not be able to do because we don't have the resources. Yeah, that's why God has to save us. It's financial salvation. It's in levels. It's in what? Yes. The same way we are laughing. Some other churches, some of the things they are doing. When they tell me now, I'll be scratching my head. Yeah, but we are there in Jesus' name. <laughs> Look at what the Bible said in Zechariah 1.17. Zechariah 1.17. Look at it. It's a very beautiful scripture. Cry yet, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts. Let's read it. One go. My cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. No spreading with poverty. My cities, my churches through prosperity shall spread abroad. You can have good news, quality message. You can be a genuine man of God. You are spreading nowhere because you don't have prosperity. That's why fake people can occupy the media and push, 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 push because the church is poor by and large. Yeah. Yeah. Don't stand anywhere and agree that the church should be modest, 
should be poor. The church should ask for church. We come and look. What we are doing here is not just, this is not the church. The church is more than this. There are villages that have been unreached. Yeah. And you can't even assess there with cars. I know a church, they are building, they are now building a ship, a missionary ship, to be able to assess islands that planes can go. They pack instruments. Just go. Water. You don't do that one with tongues. Don't do that because you know the scriptures. God must give us what? Cash. This year, no. The Lord will save us. And of all the things he will do for us, he will add the prosperity to it. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, since I started preaching, have I said that we need the money to go and sleep with women? We need the money to do what Jesus wants us to do. Praise the Lord. This church, we have got students from different levels. Primary, you go to the Teams Chapel. Many of them are on our scholarships. Tesha, even free SHS Crampo, we still sponsor people. And that's why I was so happy when he came because he took the school fees off so that we can better the provision for them. I don't know whether they are running it well. That's another matter. But what's important is that some money has been freed so we can bring more people into the nest, net to help. Tertiary. From undergrad to masters to whatever. Always helping. Help with rent. Because some people, if you don't help with rent, their slave master will never let them go. God, the man who rented the room for them told them that when they should never lock the door when they are sleeping. When that one, after a while, became challenging, the man now took one key. That he is able to come at any time the same way the Holy Spirit can come at any time. The church needs money. Oh. There are some trafficked victims. I was speaking to a, a lady when I, w- I went to preach in Germany. We're close from church. And, uh, it's not a lady who was in church. Say yes. Then the person with me said, oh, but she works as a prostitute. I said, hey, we just finished program. She just changed. Wow, what a shock. So I, when I went, the thing disturbed me in my hotel room. Then I told her, I want to speak to you. Do you know her number? I want to see her. I invited her to my hotel. Started speaking. So oh, she was brought. She's a Nigerian. She was brought by her traffickers. And she has not finished paying. So her passport is with them. Blah, 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 blah. So she has to go to work. Sleep with men. Yes. And she said they collected hair from her, hair from her head, hair from other, I can't, I can't say because I'm preaching in church. For rituals and some people who broke the rule have gone mad and she doesn't want to go mad. And she owes them. I said, what does it take for you to be free? She said, I'm left with, at that time, she said she was left with about 50,000 euros. She had already, she was already in that thing for more than two years. And you dare not default. That person is in prostitution against her will. 
Then when she started telling me some of the experiences she has with some of the clients, oh, my heart broke. The poverty can make human beings operate like even less than an animal. So that's why, please, don't join anybody saying the church this, the church this. You know, in this country, a businessman has bought private jet. And he's not buying one. He's, he's planning on buying more than two or three. It's not a problem. Let the church try. There will be talk, sir. Because as for us in church there, we should be relegated to abject poverty. Yeah, that, that is our, our level. But it will change in Jesus' name. And I'm praying that God will start with you and change it with you. The amen should be better than it is. So, you are making the message become like dead ball. It goes here and comes here, goes here and comes here. <laughs> but um, I, I just want to cut the message by telling you that God sending his salvation of favor to you and sending you prosperity in order to spread his work will not just come. There are things that we need to do for this to become a reality. Praise the Lord. And that's why we are in church. One of the things that we need to do that I will share with you is that all of us here, one of the things we need to do is to embrace personal responsibility. What should we do? I can't hear you at all. What should we do? Now lift your hands. Say, Father, let your face shine upon me. Send me prosperity by way of salvation in Jesus' mighty name. Now raise your hand again. Say, Father, I pray for the wisdom to embrace personal responsibility in Jesus' mighty name. Say a big amen. First Samuel nineteen eleven. Very quickly, First Samuel chapter nineteen verse eleven. Look at what the Bible said. The Bible says something very important. It said. First Samuel nineteen eleven. It said Saul also sent messengers unto David's house to watch him and to slay him in the morning. And Michal, David's wife, told him, saying, If thou save not thy life tonight, tomorrow thou shalt be slain. Now David married Saul's daughter. But the king became very insecure with David and wanted to kill David. So the wife, who was a daughter to the king, went to her husband. The princess went to her husband and said that, My husband, my father wants to kill you. If you stay here tonight, by tomorrow, you would have expired. So, in telling him to save or encounter salvation. This is the phrase he used. I can go as far as telling you what daddy has told us. In the caucus. But to enjoy it. Look at what he says. He said, if thou save not thy life tonight. That I can tell you but I cannot run for you. You need personal responsibility. Is that also to save your? That's one thing that people in church sometimes we lack. 
When God would have loaded us spiritually with the favor and would have sent the prosperity in our direction, we are still not ready to save ourselves. There are steps to take to enter into what God is trying to do in your life. Yes. If God is sending prosperity to you, you can't be idle. Yes, you have to improve your English. You have to improve even how to how to draft your CV. You know, some people will see it and they will throw it away because I don't know. I don't know who drafted your CV for you. It's like it looks like 1920 how they used to make CV. Hey, I sent somebody's CV to a place I was looking for protocol. The person bounced back to me and said, Pastor, in all respect, did you look at it? If you have to go to school, you go to school because last two weeks, there is an international energy company that's looking for an HR in one of the cities. I was combing, combing everywhere. I know the CEO, I know the wife, and I couldn't get somebody of the status they were looking for available around to, to give the job to. Go to school. You won't go to school. You are there praying in tongues. Hey, hey, it's our year of double, double what? Double high jump. Double. <laughs> Pain in dollars. Personal responsibility. What God wants to do must meet you prepared. Jotam was successful because he prepared his ways before the Lord. As to what God wants to do in our lives, there is no doubt. There is no what? Sometimes the thing just comes and we are not prepared. Or we are not in a fashion that the thing can fit. So it bounces back. And the unbelievers all day long. Like I tell you in this church, any preparation that unbelievers embark on to rise, you as a believer, you must go through that same route. Then use your faith to branch. Are you here at all? You can't say, I have faith, so I won't go to school. It's the reason why we are where we are. You know, you can postpone your education pending marriage. What is wrong with you? Education is determinate. I'm going to school four years. You know, but do you know when you marry? Some guys say, I want to give birth to two children before I go to school. Even when you marry, we are not sure when you'll be pregnant. Some things cannot wait. I'm waiting to marry. Waiting to what? Some of you meet that marriage when you are on campus. You are not ready to go. The time will be going like something. People can be attracted to your beauty. But they want to stay with your wisdom. And if the substance is suspicious, they don't see the beauty again. Yes. So please, David had to run. He said, if you don't save your life tonight, you will not be there tomorrow. Please tell somebody that procrastination too is one of the things you need to kill. Tell somebody, tell somebody, tell somebody. Personal responsibility means that there are some things that must be done now. Can you tell? Don't be afraid of anybody's face in this church. Oh, and personal responsibility means that 
Some things must be done now. I'm feeling the preaching power. There must be personal. Look, when, how do you know somebody who doesn't have personal responsibility? They raise excuses. They have a reason why they are not where they are. And the problem is not them. The problem is external. It's either the structures, the government, or some father or uncle who didn't help. Look, nobody owes you any support. At the level of your life, where you are, let that entitlement mindset leave you. Or go and let them give back to you again. Let it leave you. What are you talking that your father didn't take care of you. Are you the only one? Your mother didn't take care of you. Is that why you are misbehaving like that? Do you know? Ha! Leave this thing. Raising excuses. You know, I would have gone very far if my father, oh boy, you are here and now. Tell somebody, you are here and now. And there are opportunities right now. If this church says, okay, um, want to do something. Um, want to give people who have finished first degree job, five people who have finished first degree opportunity to go to school. You see that 20 people will come for the job. Three or two and a half will go for the opportunity to further the education. Why? Because we are poor in our mind. We, all that we are thinking is here and now. Here and now. Here and now. Here and now. Somebody will go to school. Small or masters. Two years. Two years. You will just take one year salary. He has just quadrupled it over your head. We don't want to. And your children, and they are not the reason why you are not going to school. You are just lazy. Or you have not thought through. Or you are just playing around. Tell somebody, banish excuses. If you want to be responsible. Charlie, some of us, eh, by the grace of God, we don't see limitations. Because whether divinely or whatever, I, I didn't come from a family where somebody will pay your school fees for you, blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. I have come here because I have come here. So that I can't even trace the channel <laughs> by which I arrived. Like people are really bound because I don't have a helper. I don't, but look, if you don't set yourself if you don't do on your marks, get set. Nobody will shoot the gun. Bah! Show them, show them, show people that you are ready to fly. Are you here at all? You are not showing anybody anything. You are just there. There, collapsing inside. Not preparing for a takeoff. Nothing. No personal responsibility. Waiting for something to drop from heaven. It doesn't work that way, yo. 
Say, David, you better. And he was running. And he ran until the one who wanted to kill him said, boy, you have run well. Now I will introduce you to the nation that you are the one to rule in my place. Even though I don't like you, the way you have run, you, know, you can lead these people. There's a way that you may start life with a lot of people around you who may look like enemies. But when they see your industry, when they see your hard work, when they see your enterprise, when they see how passionate you are about what you want to become and all of that, enemies can tend to help us. I'm telling you. Today, let it come to you that no one is responsible for where you are. It's between you and God. And God has been ready since. The rest is up to you. Praise the Lord. Come on now. Praise the Lord. Come on now. Are you here? Praise the Lord. What do you think? Is pastor preaching a good message? It's salvation. <laughs> Church should not be the reason why you waste in life. We know miracles happen here. But it's even more beautiful when you set up yourself for what God wants to do. Praise the Lord. Is it a good church? First Kings one twelve. Look at this. Shekobarasu My God. He said, Now therefore come. Let me, I pray thee, give thee counsel that thou mayest save thine own life and the life of thy son Solomon. Come. Let me give you counsel that you will save your own life. Tell somebody, the saving of your life you know, is also your responsibility. And so determine what kind of counsel you receive. Masters, I did professional counseling for my psychology. The client has right all day long to terminate a counseling session. In fact, you have to explain to the client or the counselee before you start the counseling that you have the right at any point in time when you feel like you don't want, it's not even in the hand of the counselor. Just terminate. Like in research, the respondent can say that, Charlie, and some now want to make an oesiano, you can't do jack. You always have the right to the kind, the quality of counsel you receive for your salvation. So what the person is telling you, if he's going to be negative to you, cut off. He said, come, receive counsel. You will save your life and you will save your family. The saving of your life. Jesus, he saved us all. When he said it's finished, the challenge, the matter has been concluded. The rest is either you are making a decision to enter into his plan or you are making a decision to walk away from his plan. Who you surround your life with also matters. Your association will determine how you fly. Yes. Some people, when you make a journey with them, it's a voyage of disaster. One lady that died, she used to be my daughter. She died, they couldn't find her hand. I used to warn her, I said, this boy you are chasing, stop. 
Stop. I knew the boy's mother. <laughs> One day the mother was there, the boy was there, the lady was there. I said, Why are you still following this boy? The boy was angry with me. I was not afraid of the mother's face because she, the mother doesn't contribute to me waking up from sleep now. I'm a pastor. I always say the truth. The lady, oh, daddy, may I, may I, may I, may I sure said, oh, we're planning to obey her next three months. Then they went for a party in Takrade. And the guy was going to drop the lady in her house. And I, you know, speed be what? The guy drove like Formula One. Entered into a stationary truck. Killed the lady. Hand was here. Head was here. The mystery is that the boy didn't die. I remember I was from Accra driving to Swedru for a wedding when I had a call that Asimosi is dead. Before, I'd gone to fight one guy they have appointed in the government right now. The guy almost killed me <laughs> in the university. Came to play a show. Was just lining up the girls. When I went, the girl was, I said, come, let's go. The guy said, who are you? He almost fought, he almost beat me. Now, my escape here. Who my boy, welcome? Who? Sometimes you just surround yourself with people who are on their way to die, even without prophecy. And having personal responsibility is that you will just walk away from them and you'll be fine. Bah. Yeah. Receive counsel that you save your own life. Praise the Lord. I, I believe that God is talking to somebody too. Some people, when they are close to you, your marriage can never flourish. Yeah, yeah, because the ideas they will be giving you, you know, it's a killer of marriage. Save yourself and save your family. Personal, personal responsibility to engage the saving power of the Lord. It's personal. You can pray and walk in foolishness. It's, it's replete in the Bible. How people are so prayerful and so foolish at the same time. The quality of your counsel determines the quality of your life. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. It's important. I don't know if I can, I can give you, I have plenty of scriptures for this personal responsibility. I can even give it to you to go and read for free in the house. Alright. Matthew 27, 40 to 42. And saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the son of God, come down from the cross. Have you seen save thyself there? Alright. Likewise also the thief, the chief priest mocking him with the scribes and elders said, He saved others. Himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. Yeah. There's a way that you can become like a signboard. Saving others by not knowing how to save yourself. Yeah. Do you know that most medical doctors don't like injection? Yeah. 
Some of you don't like medicine at all. But personal responsibility requires that. The food that you normally dish to people, you should be able to eat it. You should be able to what? Eat it. Elijah was running away. Then God brought him cake. He said, brother, eat and drink for the journey is what? Long. As I'm preaching right now, I'm cooking. I'm cooking for you, counsel. I'm cooking for you, personal responsibility. But when I, I find myself in the same situation where I need to apply this, I shouldn't now become emotionally like I'm a super child of God. God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? And blah, blah. No. What I tell you to do when you are in a situation cooking for you, that's what I have to eat when I'm also hungry. Are you here at all? That's it. Normally I ask people, if somebody came to you to tell you that he was in this situation, what would you have advised? So why are you not doing this? It's just emotion be clouding your judgment. You save that and save yourself. Tell somebody, don't keep saving others and you don't know how to save yourself. Thankfully, Jesus knew how to save himself. He knew how to come out of the grave on the third day. And he had predicted that I will lay down my life. And on the third day, I will pick it up again. You should know how to lay your life and pick it up. Pick it up. Hey. And when you perfect it, you can now pick many people up. Like Jesus is just picking all of us up. Picking all of us up. You will succeed this year in Jesus' name. <laughs> if you don't do that, eh, when people come to you broken, you will break them more. Because you yourself, you don't know how to pick yourself up. You are everywhere. That's why if you are a counselor, you, you can be counseling a lady and she will cry, my husband don't give me attention. By the time you know, you know. You have become the husband for that lady. We call it transference. So when it comes to that level, you have to refer. Brother, are you hearing this? You sure you're hearing this? Beautiful. <laughs> By the time you know, you will not be counseling. You'll be removing things. Hey! Hey! Sometimes when you are helping people, they will damage you before you finish the process. So know when you are being damaged and if you have to run, run away bus. Save your life. <laughs> praise the Lord. Age, praise the Lord. Tell somebody, this is my year for personal responsibility. Yes, personal. You want to marry, you don't dress well. Who marry you? Hey. The brother doesn't smell well. Doesn't dress well. Doesn't smile. The sister... Your mother even dressed better than you. And you have a dream to marry a nice man. It, it doesn't work that way. I'm telling you. <laughs> if a good product is not packaged well, eh, sometimes its sales take long 
It has to be an inelastic, a perfectly inelastic product for people to search for it. But if there are compliments, there are substitutes, oh, who, who cares about you? You will be there. You see that the expiry date, you know, it has crossed because the package was not good. It's not attractive. When you have good content, you have to have a nicer package to market it. Praise the Lord. I told you that the human system works concurrently. Your heart, your kidney, your liver, your lungs, blah, blah, blah. None is stopping for the other. They are all working. Yes, every day, every time. That means that we have been wired that we can multitask. All the time. We can be doing too many things that are important. And these are important activities to maintain the system. If the digestive system has pushed something out and the excretory system must, must respond, the brain is just communicating. Everything is just working. Don't just make one aspect of your life lie dead whilst you are trying to push some other. They can work. They can what? This year, no. We'll be proactive. We'll prepare. We'll take personal responsibility. And the Lord will save us. Please rise to your feet. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Medina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One